Sophie Peterson. Hi everyone, my name is Sophie. And this is the Tell Your Story podcast, uh, where we have survivors, allies, victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, gender violence, and more. And today's guest is Alex Ware, Autism Acceptance Advocate. Today's guest is Morgan Shep, doing a lot of great things within uh, her community and more awareness of sexual assault. With me is Brian Mitchell. No worries, it's Nina Corcoran. I'm sharing his story on um, being physically abused. Uh, let me introduce you to Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how you doing, Mom? Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming on to the latest episode of the Tell Your Story podcast. My name is Q, and who I have here today is returning guest Austin Kirkendall and his girlfriend Rachel. And on this episode, they're going to be talking and sharing about their own experiences from the Greek life at Eastern Michigan. So without further ado, uh, Austin, Rachel, share the viewers and listeners about who you are, what you guys do and stuff, and then uh, ask you guys some uh, questions. Can you go first? Yeah. Um, so... I'm a girlfriend of Austin. He used to live in the fraternity house of Delta Da Delta. I used to go over there a lot, obviously, because I'm dating him. The incident that I'm going to be speaking on is something that happened one of the days that I was over there. I was in his room with him, and he got a Snapchat from one of the brothers, and it was in a group chat with all of the brothers so everyone could see it. At that particular week, I was on my menstrual cycle and the brother took a picture of my menstrual product and put it in the group chat, basically making fun of it. And that Austin was doing things with me on my time of the month. And it was very embarrassing to see. What did he say exactly? I don't remember the exact words. I just remember it being along the lines of like Austin's getting it with his girlfriend on shark week type of thing. Um, And I was very embarrassed and I thought it was very inappropriate to say something like that about any woman, to be honest, because I I guess I just, it was a public house where everyone lives and Austin didn't have his own bathroom. So obviously he was sharing it with a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. but it was just very uncalled for to take a picture of it and show everyone was just a little weird. I've never experienced that. Like someone doing that sort of thing was just really weird and embarrassing for me. And I don't know, just a lot of no one really took thought it was a big deal. And that was also very alarming to me that no one spoke up and no one thought it was a big deal. And that just kind of shows their their character, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was my experience. I'm going to hand it over to Austin so he can tell you some more. That was so my opinion on that is yes nobody did nothing you know speaking up wise about it 
um I tried to say something in the group chat I was so appalled by it I looked at all the bylaws I looked at all the rules Mm -hmm. nobody was stupid enough to do that so there was no rule about it you know Mm. but it is sexual harassment at its core because if you do this in the workplace it's sexual harassment you know you can't just do that to somebody and expect to get away with it and it's just very embarrassing it made Rachel feel very uncomfortable to be around the house and to you know, be in the house around these guys. Since then, she wanted to only be at her apartment. She would not come around the house. And shortly after that, I moved out of the house. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. didn't really have any more incidences after that. But the individual that did Mm -hmm. it did not apologize, didn't even really acknowledge it, was almost happy that I was so upset about it, was almost happy that he got a reaction from me and Rachel. And it's almost like, well, no, duh, we were going to react. It's very wrong. And it's just very sad. And then, yeah, so that's you. First off, that's very very shitty that you had to go through that, Rachel and Austin. Um, And having something like that, very very private moment let's just say that a very private moment that should have been just kept in the house or really with the person himself they shouldn't have done that shouldn't have shared it they shouldn't have normally like joke like joked about it in that way too especially if they known you or know you enough to know like that shit is does not fly by you and is very disrespectful first off well, I think I think that's why this individual would do things like this is because he he knows I don't put up with this stuff. He knows I'm going to always come at someone mm-hmm. that does something wrong like that. He always knows that I'm going to speak up for mm-hmm. what I think is right. And I think that that's why he definitely did it is because he, he knew me like that. You know what I mean? You would think that somebody would know you and not do something. But in reality, he knew me and went the other way. Yeah, so. especially being in a fraternity where you're supposed to have a brotherhood that understands you as a person, like they're supposed to be like family almost, and then yeah. this stuff happened. And so so I understand that you did like go up to the proper authorities, like at least within the organization themselves, and you know, went through all the bells, hoops and whistles and all that fun stuff, and nothing came out of it. Like, well, I was I was told that I couldn't even report it to honor board because there's no bylaw. Yeah. You know, there's no like there's no rule that I could have reported, you know, and it would have just been a he said, she said at that point. So nobody was like wanting to do anything about it at that point. No, not even like a little slab on the wrist or nothing, just nope. Wow. So just kind of had to take it in a way, you know. So- so just because it's not in a bylaw they can't do anything about it well realistically it was me and Rachel that were upset and everybody else that knew about it was fine you they know didn't care. they didn't care they were like okay well they're outnumbered in the way that they feel so the society way that you know we're going after is just like yeah just, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point, it's really then just to talk about the culture 
then within that within that organization itself and how much it really how much it really doesn't even nurture like nurture positive accountability or even just like respect like self-respect and respect to others as well too especially if they come from like a different life that you don't know and stuff like that and you never know what you say or will do that could like make that person feel some sort of way and stuff like that you know 100 and that is why I mean, I look at it like I would if this individual had their girlfriend over, God forbid, if I took a picture of, you know, their girlfriend's menstrual product, I'd, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a very one way street, it seems like, like, if I were to do that, which I've never do that, I'm just saying that if I were to stoop down to that level, it would almost be like, I would get smacked again, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But and that's why I would never, you know, stoop down to that level. That's just this disgusting. But uh very vile and like you said it's just about creating a positive accountable environment where if somebody calls you out and they say hey you did this hey I saw you Mr. Green in the ballroom with the mm-hmm. candlestick and da, da, da. like you can't just say no at that point you can't just be like I didn't do it you yeah. know like you literally sent a snapchat to everybody mm-hmm. and it's just, it's very embarrassing. It's like Rachel felt that she couldn't even have her, you know, mm-hmm. her period at the house. Like, it was just like, it was one of those things where it was like, she she felt like she had to hide it after that, which Rachel's, any woman should never have to feel like that. Yeah, it's- uh, They have to hide that stuff. Yeah, and it shouldn't even be something that should have be mocked about or joked about or even any of that too, like- and it really caused her a lot of mental distress and especially discomfort. That's for sure. I mean, she was very taken back by it in the moment. I, I can remember it was very, very like, I've not seen Rachel like react like that to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, With that said, if, if there are like any like people like from like within the community that are listening to this or friends or family that you guys know like what would you guys like to say like after all this and what would you like people to like think about like the next time especially people within like greek life organization and stuff and trying to foster more of a welcoming atmosphere that doesn't joke about like personal shit like a like a woman's menstrual product and stuff like that my biggest thing takeaway from this is that it's really hard for me to vouch and trust for guys that can't follow small rules of don't sexually harass brothers girlfriends how are you gonna follow sexual harassment or sexual assault when someone random is in the house Mm -hmm. it's very scary it's like if you can't do one thing are you gonna do the other thing i can't i can't trust them you know, I can't, if, if I can't trust them, then it almost scares me for any other woman, person. And it's just very, just alarming, almost. Mm-hmm, definitely. And Rachel, what about you? I guess I would say that they really need to try to make the atmosphere more welcoming for women. It's very not a friendly environment at all. 
-hmm. especially how disgusting and dirty the place is to begin with just to talk about that and then go off (laughs) a lot of the brothers weren't welcoming like in the first place they didn't talk to me and when I would try to initiate like conversation or whatever Mm -hmm. it just they wouldn't talk to me or make me feel welcome at all especially the brother that sent the thing in the snapchat it was weird because i've never said a word to that brother like Mm. ever and i guess i just feel like they really need to try and make their environment more welcoming it Mm. was just they expect you to welcome them in their own environment right and it's like that's not my environment and me personally when I have people come to my apartment like I try to make it as welcoming as possible and make that person feel very at home ask Austin whenever he's over I accommodate to what he wants and things like that so that is true (laughs) it's just really not the best environment really for anyone and and I think that they need to work on that Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess that's what I would say for sure and I think anyone and everyone could agree and honestly I think we all deserve to have like spaces of like peace and respect and lovingness and stuff and no like I see iciness or fakeness or any of that too because like there's just too much of that and I mm-hmm. and in my own personal opinion I think there should be less of that too mm-hmm. um especially within our own communities too where we should feel loved and respected and safe at but we can't even feel like that too I mean shit we're like in our early 20s about to be in our 20s and we're dealing with this shit <laughs> and no I agree and I another thing that I guess I would say is in general it's really hard for that many of people to get along living in a house Mm -hmm. how many people live there like like up to 15 a lot of them didn't talk to each other a lot of them would even say that they hated living there and it's like if you are living there and you don't like the space, you don't like the people you're around, Mm -hmm. it's not going to make it a good environment for guests, let Mm -hmm. alone the people that live there. Um, I remember even having a conversation with Austin's mom and her saying like, why are there so many people living there? Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. Like, how could they get along? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I live with one person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. I guess I feel like there's a lot of deeper issues going on that people don't address. They don't want to talk about it. They don't Mm -hmm. want to talk about emotions or anything Mm -hmm. that's going on. And I guess I always kind of had a problem with that when I'd go Mm -hmm. over to the house and how people would complain and people didn't like living there. I'm just like, 
it's not the best environment all along like yeah. uh, overall yeah as i mean yeah. especially if you have so many people living there i mean shit people talking shit about their own place still try to make it the best that they could possibly get you know yeah. for like <laughs> and stuff like that too and i mean like i know understand from personal experience because i used to live in a fraternity house with brothers and we tried to make the our place the best that it can be yes we might have mm -hmm. been like you know a little bit of shut-ins and stuff but overall we still tried to make it as welcoming as possible as safe right. as possible and but most importantly too we also understood like it was our place too we have to like take care of it and be the best representation of that too you know right. especially if we follow the values that we're supposed to follow be the best people that we can be and stuff exactly. and like we can't do that if we can't be that example if we don't follow our own very own like codes and stuff and what's right and what's wrong mm -hmm. and taking care of our own space and stuff i know it's like all over the place but it's, it's no you're fine um, i was just gonna touch on like since we're on the topic of just fixing up the environment and all this other stuff i do i mean i'm not going to touch on it right now a lot but the red painted room i do remember that i have definitely brought up it being painted a different color mm -hmm. even the colors of the fraternity and i was turned down and i remember i was turned down by the same individual who took the same picture so it just goes to show that i mean when i was in the house i definitely did try to change it and make it a more welcoming and non-creepy environment mm -hmm. you know and then another thing too is that i've brought up is having cameras in the house Mm -hmm. inside the house nobody feels safe if there's cameras outside because whatever happens on the inside you don't know mm -hmm. and i feel like having cameras on the inside of the public spaces where people are publicly hanging out is fine like obviously no you don't want to be watched all the time yeah. that's not the case it's not to watch you it's to it's to revert back to oh somebody said that they got touched wrong we need to go look back at the camera footage and see what happened. Or someone said that so-and-so left with so-and-so and we need to see that. So you can see the doorway and who these people are leaving. It's not to watch people. It's not to, no, it's to find out facts that you can't see when you're not there watching it 24 seven. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you can have sober monitors, but they who's to tell those people life. are even one sober. Two, um, the sober monitor training is crap uh you might as well the only thing that you might as well take from that is if you're good at watching people you're going to be good at sober monitor training if you're if you're not good at watching people then you're not going to be good at sober monitor training it, mm -hmm. it takes that's the only skill is the attentiveness to do the right thing and if you're just going to sit there and be distracted by a party it is not going to work yeah 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 it's it's it just sound it just sounds like it's just been a it hasn't really improved a whole lot even from a lot of the protests that has been going on last year in regards to a lot of the sexual assault sexual harassment and stuff and just how much damage has been done to the community that has been from greek life from the school from whatever sources that help hurt and lost that trust over the years. Um, 
but most importantly too like the fact that this is something that personally affected you guys and you guys are also in a unique situation because you've dealt we've been dealing with this trying to bring light to it and and feeling and and just feeling like no one is really taking in what you guys saying from what it sounds like or really just even doing a whole lot more than what they can to like even just a little bit of like putting a camera in like a public open space was is probably a good idea too and like yeah it might not be the best quality but it still might be better than nothing if it means creating a safer atmosphere and like the only thing that will be worrying some of people looking is if they're you know still it's it's like it's, it really just sounds like it really boils down to like the individuals that are in the organizations or in the community themselves that are making it a lot harder for people like yourselves to have a safe and inviting and nurturing atmosphere, you know. What do you say to that, Rachel? Period. Mm. She says okay. period. <laughs> <laughs> That's where she goes, period, Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it it seems like this is something that affected you you guys like deeply and harshly too, especially for you, Austin, from an organization that you love and have immense respect love for. Hate now, or, but yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, only for it to sort of like sort of like spit in your face, kinda show you like disrespect and really not valuing you as the individuals that you should be especially putting your time into it which I don't know how long but I know you at least put in some time and believed in what and wanting to make the organization better I definitely did and I definitely did want to make it better and I definitely tried but I feel that some members in chapter tried to hog all the activities and hog all the positions and roles therefore not giving anybody else a chance because they have their own idea, which is clearly failing. And um, it's just, I wanted to just be a part of something. Don't get me wrong, with the sexual assaults that came out, it's not, that is not something I wanted to be a part of, no. When I joined, I did not know anything of that sort. You know, it's like a credit card company. They're like, make it all sound really good at first, but then once you get in, all that interest starts taxing on. Mm -hmm. And and by that time, it's really hard to quit because you've made friends, you've made connections. Some of these people are in your classes, in your major. The fear of just being ostracized alone makes a person not want to leave. Yeah. But I was ostracized even in the frat, so now I don't really hold that animosity but I definitely did try to make it better I would throw out ideas throughout this but every time I threw out something I was shut down every time I you know threw out something it was just shut down put down it was not respected Mm -hmm. all that stuff I was always uh an advocate like on my personal Instagram, I would always advocate for different things, ADHD. I would uh, advocate for women's rights. Mm -hmm. I share a lot of NAACP stuff. I share everything. Mm -hmm. I share 
every, I try to touch on everybody because everybody deserves a light. And I feel like these people, they'll say that they support it. But then when I look on their Instagrams, it's nothing but them doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're not an active member of society. They are, they're people that would rather sit there, say they care, but their actions so completely different or lack thereof. Now, uh, going in though, so in the summer recently after uh, that happened, I was in August. I mean, it's not really something I try to share all that much because I don't want to be realistically judged for it because I was definitely judged in the frat. And because I was ostracized in the middle of the frat, I was like, what is wrong with me? Why are these guys not being friends with me? That's interesting. Why am I not being invited to these things? Why am I just on the outside all of a sudden? And it really made me question myself. I internalized it. And I was like, there's gotta be something wrong with me. So I went to a doctor and they were like, you're ADHD. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So maybe if I go tell them, they'll understand where I'm coming from. Nope, that didn't happen. And it's really sad because I didn't, I should be focusing on myself being ADHD and focusing on me. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I was focused on being accepted. Like beyond me. Um, so my doctor wrote a note because the environment, like Rachel said, was so terrible that my doctor wrote a note saying that it's not an ADHD friendly environment and you should probably live in a space of your own to Mm -hmm. be the most successful Austin you can be. Mm -hmm. And well, when I brought that up, I was called selfish. I was said, why didn't you know this before you joined or moved in the house? I was attacked, you know, verbally. I remember being in the summer, they, everybody, it was about 15 guys, including me, because they were just so shocked that I was moving out. And oh my God, one less person will raise the rent, $29. Scary. It's this 29, they could easily find another brother if they could if they find i know i know i still know how hard it is to even try and get brothers well they, they tried to put that responsibility on me q yeah. but yeah the, but, <laughs> but they but still they said screw they you and your adhd you go find somebody mm-hmm. that <laughs> doesn't make them it doesn't make it right for that you know <laughs> i understand their 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 upsetness when yeah. it comes to a last second like lisa's about to start yeah. i just found this out yeah. but you know, you can't, you got to do the right thing. Yeah. They can't like gaslight you or say they gaslighted the heck out of me, reverse victim blame, all that stuff. And then it was me being yelled at by 15 other guys on a zoom call on a zoom call. I mean, I took every bit of it and I came back at them. I'm not, nope, not afraid about that, but they were mad they yeah, they're very mad like understanding like no, no one was understanding everybody was just so it was almost like i was that nuisance like a nuisance to them like mm-hmm. oh the adhd kids get it again you know like mm-hmm. it's just... that's where they they all brought up like we don't like living here will we stick it out i'm like <laughs> no that's, that's not good. a no it's <laughs> like oh, cool no. but 
I'm sorry you're not doing anything about it. That is not my issue. Like, yeah, it's everyone, everyone's an individual in that house. They decide to be there because they want to. They can decide mm-hmm. not to be there if they don't want to because of their own personal choice. I'm not, see, I'm not going to be like this person that's going to be like very judgmental and shit like that against you making the best decision for yourself and call you selfish and shit when in reality you're probably doing what's best for you i might have fucked shit up in my own way and i might do some soul searching on my own if i cause an atmosphere or anything that may have caused you to be that way and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. or if not still i have to respect your decision and stuff like that you know because like at the end of the day people come and go into our life you know and sometimes (laughs) we have to do it for the best what's best for them and stuff and no, I completely agree. For that. <laughs> and I actually, I'm not going to say his name out of respect, but I do remember we had somebody who was trying to join and in the fall, he was trying to join. And pretty much what happened was he decided what was best for him was not to join. Mm-hmm. He explained that perfectly. And it was really heartfelt message. Like this person really came from a good place. You could tell that he was trying to do what was best for him. And you can't, you can't dog a man for that. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, the guys dogged him. They were like, this guy can't come to any of the parties. What a, what an a-hole. How are you going to rush and then not, not join? It was almost like they, they're, they're like, they're like this bid we give you, you're, you're just you're disrespecting us by denying it and it's like (laughs) no no that's that's a street it's just an organization like that's that's petty even for an organization that's really petty yeah it's like people that don't join them they block and it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they use the black button on insta on social media and it's like and then the worst part is man they make these people think that they're they like them you know but behind closed doors in the group chats they're like this kid f this person you know mm. and it's just it's really sad because it's like i've seen and yeah do you want to talk about what happened so i because of everything and all this stuff we just talked about i decided to take a little break from greek life a little breather almost did that and I, uh, the last time I was at the house was for mandatory reasons because I had to sober monitor for a party Mm. on October 2nd. Couldn't really get out of that one. Um, making sure everybody's bags were okay and everything. I mean, I do my job. Mm. So that's, that's all it is. But that was the last time I was there. And after that, I decided to take a break because I thought it was best for my mental health. I thought it was best to, for my focusing, I mean, grades, school semester was starting to heat up mm-hmm. and then on December 2nd two months later I went to the house because they were throwing a little party get together thing and I'm hanging out and I walk upstairs on one of the sides of the house that has a kitchen upstairs I believe it's the 722 side mm-hmm. could be wrong oh well it's 720 722 whatever and on a public door so there's a stairway that you have to get up to this area and 
in front of the, and at the top of the stairway, there's a doorway that you have to cross. And this doorway has nine panels, nine glass panels. Well, on one of the glass panels, they wrote Kirk Free, which my last name is Kirkendall. Mm-hmm. Kirk for short, Kirk is a nickname. Kirk Free since August of 2021. Now, one honorable mention that I've, <laughs> I've talked to a couple people and one person really said something that stood out to me the most. And it was, this person said that it was almost like a construction site and how that said, we have had no accidents with anyone since August of 2021. Mm-hmm. No, no accidents. We have had nobody stick up for themselves. We've had nobody, no nuisances since August, 2021. Yeah. Needless to say, when I saw that I was sitting with a brother and I looked at that, I didn't even notice at first. It took me a couple hours, um, ADHD. But uh, once I did notice, I looked at that and I was like, whoa. I was like, who, who wrote that? And person goes, I'd, I can't say. You know, I can't really say. And that's when I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you can't tell me this and it's a secret. That's not okay either. That's a little alarming. Mm-hmm. And so then I asked him some more questions. Didn't really get anything, any answers. But I could tell this person was not involved by the way that they were acting mm-hmm. in this said writing um and I also knew that they definitely could feel bad because they could feel my emotions in the moment Mm -hmm. that is just because I wanted to give that person the recognition they deserve with that they really did talk me through it a little bit but they did not give me information either so it was very hard and then I was kind of sitting up there and then I was and then Rachel I believe got off work or something and she came over she saw it and uh, <laughs> I was trying to be calm about it. It was the first thing I saw when I walked in and <laughs> I was like, I knew exactly what it was. And I looked at him and I was like, what is that? And he was just like, I like, he, he wasn't <laughs> wanting to talk about it. Like he didn't want to make a scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to make a scene. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. why is your name up there like why are they making fun of you and I was so upset and he was just like calm down calm down it's fine <laughs> it's fine calm down and then he doesn't want to start World War Three. understand <laughs> yes and I had to take her downstairs and try to talk her down and be like we'll leave in just a few moments no I was so mad. You got a good girl. You got a good girl. (laughs) No, I know. I was, I was, see, that was my moment when I was like, oh shit, I got to address this now. She's even more upset than that. Like I got to do something. (laughs) Like I got to say something now. And what pissed me off like the most was that one of the sweethearts lives there. She comes up to me acting like everything's fine. Like, oh, hi, Rachel. I haven't seen you in forever. Like, how are you? And I'm like, no. Like, I literally was so cold to her. Like, the coldest I've ever been. And I was Rachel like... Rachel is not a cold person. When she's cold, it's considered warm. No, and I was just like, hi. And then I just looked down at my phone. Well, like, let's just put it this way. The writing on the wall looked like a, a girl's handwriting. It was so hers. We- Come to find out, it was her. 
And that's what pissed me off. I was like, dude, you can't sit here and act fake to me. Like, no, no, I was so mad. Like I was really heated and I was like, dude, we need to go. We, we have to go. Like I was so upset. And then it was almost hard because I wanted to be upset, but you know, I was trying to calm her down at the same time. It was like, yeah, I'll talk about this later. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, no, I was, I was really upset. Needless to say, I, and it was really funny. I actually, uh, because I was so upset at this. I completely opposite. I went completely opposite. I looked, I actually looked at the, I, I, yeah, since she said this, it reminded me, I looked at the member that I was trying to help me through this. I said, look, I'm a celebrity around here. Holy moly. My name's on the wall. Look at that. I was like, Hey bro, can you get a picture with me? <laughs> oh, wow. And I got a picture with the brother, which I'm not going to share that picture. Yeah, that okay. is no, no, that is because that brother did not know. So he didn't. he didn't. And out of respect, I'm going to not show that. I'm only going to show what was written because that's why I, w- I wasn't going to sit there and try to take a picture of it. Like all, you know, skeptical. Yeah. I tried to get a picture elsewhere or mm-hmm. another way. And needless to say, I asked another brother, um, VP right now, I asked him that, yo, do you see this? And he was like, I don't know nothing about it and walked out. And I was like, okay, I guess you don't care. You know, <laughs> like I was really baffled because it was up for three to four weeks. Okay, so right around a month. Yeah, yes. Month. And it just baffled me that there's seven guys that live on that side. And they all say they don't know who wrote it. Well, at first, nobody knew. And first, nobody knew. At first, first, I didn't even know if it was a brother. Okay, I'm going to even pause there. Mm. I didn't even know if it was a brother. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And be like, you know what? They can't possibly do this. This can't possibly be them. And... I contacted the Dell advisor. I contacted, you know, everybody. And I was like, anybody know anything? Because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm not going to accuse. I'm not going to assume it's a brother because that would be wrong of me at first without knowing the facts. So I now that's all coming kind of back to me. Uh, Yeah, I definitely I left the party. We left the party. Mm-hmm. and uh because I tried to act like I was a celebrity for a second you know trying to blow it off and then we left and I looked at Rachel and I was like I'm gonna have to do something about this so then I next day I put in the group chat and I was like does anybody know anything about this crickets nothing not even the new president said anything new president messaged me and said yo I'm so sorry this happened to you I didn't even know this was going on blah 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 New president lives next to the damn door. Mm. So what excuse is that? Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> he, 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 um, not at UQ, but, uh, no, yeah, this is and, fine. <laughs> I know it's, and, uh, needless to say, nobody was speaking up. Nobody, nobody knew nothing. And then, uh, 
So I was like, all right, that's fine. If nobody knows anything, then it can't be you guys. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be, it can't be you guys. If nobody knows anything, then it's gotta be someone on the outside. So I posted my Instagram. I'm like, yo, does anybody know about this? I was ADHD. I find this very offensive because I moved out of the house in August and there are, somebody's almost glorifying that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we got rid of the ADHD kid. Hooray. And it hurt me because I would have never done that to anybody else. I don't have that kind of heart to just make fun of somebody like that. And after I posted, nobody answered. And then I got a, I actually got a message from one of the guys that did it, but he claimed it was everybody on that side. It was everybody's idea. It was like, he tried to dilute the, the, the accountability. And he said it was everybody on that side and how pretty much that it was everybody on that side and you know they didn't it was a joke and they thought it was going to be funny and they thought I was going to laugh and they were sorry and it was like no it's not a joke first of all you're throwing everybody else under the bus when I know who really is mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's everyone not- on the outside was like that's not a joke like that's not funny yeah mm-hmm. and it's like how are you going to tell me that's a joke when clearly I wasn't laughing yeah, I, I turned it into a joke by saying I was a celebrity. That was my joke. Yeah. I wasn't laughing at that because of them. You were trying to take away the power at that moment. Well, yeah. I mean, who exactly? And so, yeah, but it did really hurt though. Mm. And I mean, it probably feels good for them to hear that, but I really don't care. It hurt. And, uh, and then I got a message from, you know, and the worst part was, is this was our formal weekend. We were supposed to, me and Rachel had this whole thing of going to formal. We had reservations planned. We had an Airbnb planned. And uh, that just didn't work out because I was just so baffled. And we didn't go. go. I just was like, dude, I can't be around these people. I can't. Like, I can't, I can't fake this like they can. I can't. Yeah. I can't fake liking somebody like they can. It's just not my nature. Mm -hmm. And, so that night I got a message from one of the brothers from the sweetheart off of another brother's phone, which is very weird to me of her apologizing. But like I said, this person apologized, but their apology was, it was almost a, I feel sorry for myself. I got caught. What she said was, I'm so sorry I was involved. I'm so sorry that I was caught. I'm so sorry. Because in the court of law, there is a law where it's you're caught by association. You are guilty by association. And that's pretty much what she's saying is, I'm sorry I was guilty by association. She didn't say what she did. She didn't say what did what and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And this was and after it all happened? Yes, this was about five or six days after this all happened. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was almost a week, actually. It was almost a week at this point you know, people trying to forget about it. Not me. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I don't forget about stuff like that. And so, um, and so then I just was like, okay. And then I think, yeah, she messaged me on, I was like, why this is very weird. I'm like, you're messaging me off of a brother's phone, apologizing on your behalf. I'm like, you have my Snapchat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it could be can, just as easy to reach out to you directly than through a proxy exactly 
and uh proxy i like that um like a firewall or something and so she messaged me and then she said her apology again but it was like the same apology just in different words mm-hmm. and uh and then she admitted writing it and she said that her boyfriend was the one with the idea and she said that the person that lived next to them or across the hall technically was encouraging it and those were the people that were involved Mm. and because of that um, those are the exact people that we predicted yeah I I knew I knew Mm. I knew it but I just wanted to hear them say it and they sent this all to you guys through text like was it your snapchat or yeah it's all in writing all it's in all writing. in writing. So is it on strictly just on Snapchat or through like the regular phone text? Uh, it was Snapchat. Okay. It was Snapchat, yeah. All right. And sure. it's in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not received an apology from the two dudes or the two brothers. Ironically, it makes it very, very weird that they send their girlfriend to do their dirty work. Like, why is the girlfriend apologizing on the brother's behalf? The girlfriend isn't realistically in the organization. Mm -hmm. Like, I send my girlfriend as tribute. When if I I effed up, I'd look at Rachel and be like, I gotta go do this. This is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I would not send Rachel to do my dirty work. Rachel gets to sit here comfortably. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And so. Yeah. 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 And I found that out. And then I contacted IFC, I contacted National Delts, mm. I contacted, I sent an honor board report in, to internal honor board for Delt, and so far nothing has happened. <laughs> nothing. Not and it's one, been... Not even one response, not any, like, we're, we're going to look into it, we're going to... Uh, well, I have gotten those, I have gotten we're going to look into it, but I haven't gotten any answers. Mm. And that's not reassuring at all to Mm. me at least because it's like i'm trying to get closure from this and it's already now over a month and i still feel like there's no closure Mm -hmm. it's really it's really upsetting there is definitely no closure when i was informed that this week by somebody that they're being invited to parties and hangouts when i just saw eli sabbath just ask them to stop it's like they don't stop. Mm. They don't they don't know how to stop. And that is why I'm scared for the sexual assault, sexual harassment or anything. Because if you don't know how to stop, mm-hmm. how are you going to stop when a woman says no? Yeah, definitely. Especially if there's a larger concern for an organization or strings of organizations that will potentially cause harm or believed harm to a community. Um, so what, so with that, were, with people outside of the organization, what were their takes on this? I imagine they were all for, all for you guys. They weren't, they were mixed about it. Like, what was your reaction with like people outside of the organization when you guys were telling them all this and were you guys getting any like support or anything like that? Um, yeah, most people. They were very supportive. Most people thought it was gaslighting because they're like, how is that a joke? It really is just like 
upsetting because I don't want that to happen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's real. And the public though, they, well, I, I'm not sure if I can say the public, but people that have seen it were like, whoa, that is not a joke. What the mm-hmm. hell? You know, like I said, someone saw it as a construction site saying we haven't had any accidents since so-and-so. Yeah. And it's, it's hazing. It's just very sad. And it's very sad that they like can think that they can do these things and just not apologize. I don't even expect an apology, man. They're just that low of people, but I want justice. And not only that, but I want a change for the future. So nobody else gets treated like that. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I have a hard time with is. Oh, man. So I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair for any one of us, especially against like what all you just said and what you've experienced so far. And I can only imagine the frustration that you're having even up to this point too, you know? So with that, do you, do you believe that there will be some closure for you guys? Like, do you think that there will be some accountability happen? Do you see yourselves getting more and more help as you bring more awareness to this and stuff like that? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys feeling at this point in time now, especially dealing with your school year, getting through COVID and all this other stuff too? Like, what are you guys' overall feeling? Where do you think you guys can go to for next steps and stuff? Can I pause? I have another story actually just reminded me of. So, but I do remember speaking of battling COVID, um, before I lived in the house, I lived with Rachel and Rachel and I, Rachel was um, a nanny and she was babysitting a little kid and their family was very, I wouldn't say strict, but you know, as concerned as everyone was about COVID. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing where in the frat where you go stay for a week, I can't, I don't know if I can say the specifics because I want to give out any secrets, but you go and stay there for a week and it's like a bonding time. Well, because of COVID, I felt it was best that, well, I didn't even feel it was best. Rachel asked me to stay home. She was like, I don't trust you going over there with all these people and you coming home because I, I have to go watch this little, this little kid. Like if mm-hmm. he gets sick, it's over, you know? And I really felt the seriousness of that. Well, I was made fun of. I was called whipped. I was almost disrespected for listening to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have cared if he went, if it weren't for COVID. It was just like, and I was just trying to be safe and they were all mad. They were all upset and thinking that I was overreacting. Picking at something that is not even their business. Yeah. And you were just being mindful, which you should, especially during these hard times and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's just like one of those things too, where like, as guys ourselves, we've, like dealt with this sort of thing for like a long time where it's just like normalized like 
even I do it sometimes, you know, and, and, uh, and that's just like one of those things was like, isn't great, isn't great with me as a guy, but I know for damn sure, like people have feelings, guys have feelings, girls have feelings, everyone has feelings. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful about what I say, what I say or do, because that could directly affect them and stuff like that too, especially if it could cause some sort of harm to them. This is not me trying to tiptoe around people it's just me really just honestly recognizing that it's just basic common respect for people and that I don't entirely know them deeply enough to really get on that level of like joking around with a lot of like the very shitty crappy stuff you know and all this other stuff too like it it comes to there comes to a point in time where like there needs to be acceptable be not even acceptable behavior but just social contracts of like what is right and what is wrong especially when it comes to us as guys and not really realizing too like for the longest time we have caused a lot of damage and hurt to a lot of fucking people even ourselves (laughs) you know yeah no for real agreed like it's and unfortunately it's something that we will probably still deal with maybe 10 years from now um but still having these conversations will probably help in the long run of just like hey maybe this is not as a very tasteful joke as it should be maybe it should just be like dead or whatever you know or hey you know like they're 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 under it's understanding from where they're coming from and stuff like i will have to respect them and stuff you know or like if i or hey let me try and get to know these people or hey let me try and make this environment the best that it can be and stuff like each and everything that we have to do has to be purposeful in some way shape or form even if we apologize for years later and being like, oh, man, I didn't mean to mean to stuff. It's like you made the purposeful choice to do something at that moment. And well, no, exactly. It's like you didn't really think about your actions mm-hmm. at all. You didn't think that if I take a picture of this brother's girlfriend's menstrual product, how is it going to make her feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that didn't cross through anyone's head. And it really... I was almost sick to my stomach the moment I saw it because I was just like, I was like, I was scary to me seeing that. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this with my own eyes. Mm. Like what the heck? And it's just very, it's okay. It's very just uh, sad, you know? And the worst part is, Rachel here it's very upsetting to her she's been she's like I'm over it I'm over it you know and I just want justice so she can get over it Mm -hmm. and accountability because it's not right for someone to do that and just get away with it I couldn't I couldn't have gone and said anything Mm -hmm. because I was outnumbered yeah and you shouldn't feel outnumbered actually actually scratch that you shouldn't feel like you're alone for you being a good person and you trying to do the right thing as possible or doing the best thing that you can possibly could in any of the situation that you're given because no one deserves to be like gaslighted no one deserves to feel disrespected under their own home especially if said individuals that are supposed to be roommates 
haven't really connect with you or connect with anyone on some form of level and stuff whether they're busy or not like it doesn't like really matter like if you're a roommate you're like you can either know someone or a lot or not you know but even if you don't know that person a whole lot you still have to give them some sort of level of respect 100 you know because like i wouldn't disrespect you if i didn't think i don't have enough respect for myself like I have to, I like with each and every action that you take, I take, Rachel takes, everyone takes, like we have to honestly be like, hey, if I do this, would I want this to happen to me? Would I want to feel like this? Would I like to feel like that? It's respect. It's not wanting to feel that embarrassment. So why would you yourself even thinking about doing that don't even think like how oh, this could be disrespectful towards your own brother disrespectful well i almost look at it like there's this there's a new issue not issue but there's a new thing that's going on in like society right now and it's not anything new but people are trying to bring awareness to breastfeeding mm-hmm. in public now my personal opinion go off i don't care like do what you got to do and that's how I feel the same situation with this is like once again a woman is being attacked for something she can't control Mm -hmm. like she's just doing what she is natural and it's just bullshit that this that like I can't hold an environment where somebody feels safe because Mm -hmm. like Rachel was saying I you know lived in that house I paid rent Mm-hmm. I should be able to say that this place is safe. And it's really upsetting when somebody else comes in and knocks that tower down. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not reassuring at all. And mm-hmm. it's bull crap because, you know, I'm a server and I'll be honest, I've had somebody breastfeed at my table. What do I do? I definitely don't make them feel uncomfortable. That's for damn sure. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I can't imagine how it would be to be a woman, to be doing that, waiting for somebody to say something, you know what I mean? And just being like, wow, some, he didn't say anything about it. Like, holy crap. Like, so I'm cool. And it's like, yeah, because I'm a server. If you're at my table doing whatever you want to do, I'm going to defend you. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want to do that at my table, I don't care. It's not, well, let's put it this way. I do care, Mm -hmm. but I care for the right side. Okay. I say, I don't care, but I really mean that go do you, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, it's a natural body function, just like menstrual cycle that women can't control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's up to us men to understand that, respect that, and most importantly, help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's not helping to anyone when you're just making a joke out of it. Yeah. Yeah it's it's just I can't imagine what it would be like to be a girl and have to go through that feel that whenever you go to this house now that all these boys are watching you the moment that you start your menstrual cycle it's just it's insane Mm -hmm. like it's complete chaos anarchy it's not okay and yeah I mean like it's just it's really sad really really sad to me she doesn't Rachel's not Rachel's emotional but she's she doesn't show her emotions often yeah so, I think I remove Rachel because yes just, 
Yes, you did. I saw that. Okay. Um, but I just want to let you know that Rachel, she really tries to be strong. Mm-hmm. She really, she's a warrior. She's, I, she's the little warrior I have around. But the moment she actually cries and gets upset over something else that someone did, I mean, that's pretty fucked up what they did. Because mm-hmm. that this is a person that tries to look on the bright side of everything. Mm. the glass half full so for her to be like damn that glass is half empty it's pretty powerful mm-hmm. um that's all i gotta say to defend her but uh um hey that's your girl you're you're doing everything that's right as what you should do you know regardless regardless well, <laughs> I, I was raised by my dad and my mom and what they always said is you treat women right mm-hmm. because you know why in my family the women are the tough mother effers yeah. <laughs> the women are the you one can that... you can cuss dude you don't have to censor yourself <laughs> i don't know i'm just the women are the tough i don't know i'm just trying to not go off too hard but the women are the ones that almost run the men around i just grew up defending my mom defending my sister mm-hmm. like like, I just can't imagine, like, for instance, I always put in a picture, I would not let my mom come to this frat house, and I would not let my sister around any of these guys. Yeah. That says something. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> why wouldn't you want your sister and mom around them? Well, there's reasons, but it's just, it's a problem, man. It's got to stop. And realistically, I don't see any other way besides knocking them off campus mm-hmm. fresh start fresh there is no there is no they it's so far gone that you might as well just quit because <sighs> it's just not mm. and that's why so everybody listening out there that is why i call on you to really look under these guys at a microscope and really see what they're doing for what for who they are and instead of looking at what they say on social media and their words look at their actions mm-hmm. are they marching with you guys at the protests or are they staying in the house videotaping you i know so no there are some guys that are afraid to even associate with fraternities and stuff even out protesting and stuff which you know, it's understandable, but at the same time, too, like, it, again, it hits on some of those things, like, you are part of the organization. I'm, Unfortunately, it's like... You, I'm going <laughs> to interrupt you. Yeah. I think that excuse is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's bullshit is because I understand that people can sit here and say, okay, I'm a part of this frat. I don't want to be negative towards this frat. I get that. You don't want to ruin your, yeah. you know, whatever. But you don't have to wear your letters. Mm -hmm. You can go there on your own personal behalf. Mm -hmm. I was at a rally. Uh, I didn't wear letters and I was there for myself and my beliefs. Mm -hmm. This isn't anything about Delt. If Delt told me to get the hell off, I would (laughs) be like, okay, yeah, I don't think so because this is what I believe in. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but I'm not a part of the organization at that point. Yeah. I took my letters off. I am Austin 
Kirkendall that supports this movement. Not to mention, I have had you've had me on your podcast before with physical assault on this campus. I can't say or speak on any sexual assault, but I definitely know what it feels like to be assaulted and it be swept under the rug. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. The school gave up on you. Like, not to mention during that time, I was, I was the one that was moved all around because I wasn't the RA that physically abused me. I was the person that, I was just a student and they moved me around. So, um, yeah, I just, that's why I'm here and I'm, why I'm fighting because fighting for everybody that feels that they don't have a voice, they can't speak up or they've been through some stuff and they don't have that voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just sounds like to me, we just have a lot of work ahead of us not only as like even that, i also as like you know just everyone every like every every girl that's out there every non-binary person that's out there like whoever like just a lot of work of like having to take up the past sense of what's happened over the past year the past decade or however long and trying to muck through it and make it right and realizing too, like, unfortunately, it's most of it is just not our is not our own doing, but we have to pick up the slack for it. Well, no, exactly, and I feel like no slack has been picked up. It's just been it's not our faults. We didn't do anything wrong, and I understand that side because I felt it once too. But at the same time, you have to be more self aware to realize that this is an issue that you can't just look away from Mm -hmm. it's not going to go away it's not just gonna you're not going to go to sleep and it's gone in the morning unfortunately it's gonna be here yeah there's one thing that a lot of people bank on is that you know regular everyday people mostly good do nothing and still let these things go on and go forward for even if they do make progress it's made progress by the wrong people aka politicians people in power and stuff who we think are doing the best but aren't really doing it so i agree it's really just well (laughs) well me and you me and you've had countless conversations now about how this environment is just needing a kick in the ass <laughs> so to speak yeah. um yeah and it's just really hurtful when when not only i'm affected because i'm a person where i will go through so much pain but the moment somebody else is affected that's when i have a problem mm-hmm. because I will take all the amount of pain and walk away. That's fine. may not be the best quality I have, but it's all I got. Mm-hmm. And, but when you mess with somebody else, man, it's, it's go time. Just don't, don't believe in that shit, man. Don't believe in it. So 
Well, since we're getting close to the end, um, what would you what would you like to say to all those out there listening, viewing this, and what is it that you hope to see? What are you planning to do from here on after this? And how can people help you and Rachel or really everyone like each other even and like and like this new world into this new year into this new set about situations that we're going to get ourselves into I would say follow follow what I'm trying to put out with that being said I think that you know it is time that we realize that this organization is the nuisance is undeniably vile to be on this campus and give anyone, not even a brother, a safe environment to be in. So if they can't give a brother a safe environment to be in, how can they give a woman a safe environment to be in? Hmm? That's really all I have to say and support, please support, you know, all that extra jazz, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm okay with the battle. You know, all I ask is just people to be supportive and watch. I I'm okay with the fighting metaphorically. <laughs> um, Cause that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Just want justice and they're not going to do it to anyone else. So yeah, that's all I have to say. Awesome. Well, with that, thank you everyone for listening to our very long, very passionate conversation um, on this latest episode of the Terror Story Podcast. So with that, thank you guys for tuning in, listening, viewing. Follow Austin if you don't have him. If you don't have him already, support what he's doing. Um, And with that, hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Have a good one. All right. And I will be signing out. Till next time, guys.